Welcome to Morning Momentum, your daily dose of encouragement by Russell Harbaugh, blogger at thecaffeinatedleader.com and business consultant at Higher Visions Coaching, Training, and Consulting, timeforvision.net. All right, it's Friday, and that means we're on day five, the last day of our series on motivational theories and how they can help us in our personal goals, in our team management, and in our sales and marketing. Um, so we looked at the, so far we looked at four of the five uh, motivational theories that have uh, influenced the past hundred years of, of behavioral and motivational sciences and psychology. Um, and of course, sales and marketing and, and all these other uh, subsets that, that rely on this research. And so on Monday, we looked at incentive theory. On Tuesday, drive theory. On Wednesday, adrenaline theory. Yesterday, we looked at humanistic theory. And so this morning, we're going to look at um, one that is kind of my favorite, but it has a lot of moving parts. It's a little hard to explain. This is kind of the one that you would probably um, need to to kind of review a few times, um, look it up on Google or something so you can kind of see some diagrams. When I've taught this before, I've used kind of a whiteboard to kind of separate it out, but I'll do the best I can and to give you uh, at least enough to get started if you want to look more into it. But this theory is called the expectancy theory of motivation. And so um, this theory helps me the most when considering how to motivate Others in the workplace, so it does have a sales and marketing component, but it's really, uh, it was really helpful to me in leading teams. And so the theory suggests that when we are thinking about the future, we formulate different expectations about what we think will happen, and when we predict that there will most likely be a positive outcome, we believe that we are able to make that a possible reality. This leads people to feel more motivated to pursue um, those likely outcomes. So the theory proposes that motivations consist of three key elements. And these aren't words we use a lot, so this is kind of where it can get sticky. So uh, those three key words are valence, instrumentality, and expectancy. All right. So valence refers to the value that people place on the potential outcome. Things that seem unlikely to produce a personal benefit um, would be said to have a low valence, while those that offer immediate personal reward have higher valence. Okay? And then instrumentality refers to whether people believe that they have a role to play in the predicted outcome. The more random or uh, out of the person's control the event appears, then the less motivated they will be to get involved. However, if they can see how important their role would be to the overall success of the project or action, then um, the more motivated they might be to get involved because they see that they're not going to be fluff on this project. They're actually vital, and so that gives them some motivation. So then expectancy then is the belief that the person has that they have the ability to successfully complete the outcome. All right. So if they don't think they possess the skills or the knowledge, um, they'll be less motivated to try. People who feel capable, on the other hand, will be more likely to try to reach the goal. Okay. So when motivating a team, um, 
I first would create a culture where everyone on the team believes in the mission and vision of the company and the projects and out- outcomes within the company, right? Uh, I'd hire and develop staff who have a burden to succeed because their values are congruent with the values of what we are doing as an organization. They're all high valence individuals. That's what the team you want to hire. That's the team you want to create is these high valence individuals that believe in the mission and the vision and the outcomes of what we're trying to do. So to help create this, uh, I also make sure they get full credit for their work and that their hard work is noticed by thank yous and the employee of the month nomination, shout outs and staff meetings. Um, positive appraisals, etc. Right? Um, I'd foster a culture where everyone from the CEO to the volunteer share in the success of every single um, client story, uh, of every successful client story we have. They all have ownership in that. Um, I regularly use wins, um, quote unquote wins, these stories to show how um, it took everyone working together to change a life, right? Or, or to make that project happen. Everybody had high value and was needed to be a part of that for us to get this great success. Um, finally, I'd foster an environment of constant learning and challenging ourselves to grow and be better um, so that we can take on harder and harder projects because we never stay the same. We build a culture of yes, we can uh, people um, and we expect to win every time, right? So I'd have a team that knows that they will never be left out in the cold after accepting a challenge. They'll be trained and supported and resourced um, properly. And when you build a team like that, because of the strong balance, the instrumentality and expectancy developed throughout our team, the team, your hardest job is then not convincing people to take on projects and challenges. Um, Rather, your biggest uh, challenge then is just narrowing the team down to the couple of people you need for that project because the whole group is now... uh, highly motivated to be a part of every project and every outcome and they're all capable and resourced and have been invested in so that they can be successful in that okay so that's kind of that's expectancy theory and just a really short um snapshot there's so much more I, I can sit and ponder and meditate and think and fill notebooks full of ways that this expectancy theory can be used to motivate staff to to uh, motivate your sales team on how to use it in your in your marketing, um, and I can also use it to kind of look where maybe cultures aren't doing very well, even though the organization has been pouring money and time into trying to find ways to appreciate their staff for whatever reason they're not feeling appreciated by it. Um, and you can kind of go through these steps of balance, instrumentality, and expectancy to kind of see where you kind of lost your your team, right? Um, so I believe this is the best theory for team or project management, but I do believe it has a marketing and sales side as, as well. So um, in marketing, I would say, you know, these que- the question you need to ask yourself is, am I creating content that has balance, instrumentality, and expectancy? So does the customer, one, believe in the promise that I'm, I'm saying, all right, the promise that I'm giving them, do they believe it can happen? And if they believe it can happen, do they believe that it will bring personal benefit to them in some way? 
And where do they fit into that outcome that you're promising to deliver? And then third, do they believe it will lead to um, them looking good? Or will it? Is there any fear that they're going to be embarrassed, right? So that a lot of times when a new product comes out, say Apple creates a brand new product nobody's had, you know, there's a lot of people that don't jump on the first uh, design of that. They'll wait for next year's upgrade to kind of see what bugs and stuff they were because they, they definitely believe that that item um, would enhance their life. They would they know, you know, um, instrumentality. They know that um, it would make them look cool to be one of the first people to have that. But they may not have the expectancy that it's going to deliver what it says it's going to deliver. They, they're they worried that there's going to be bugs, there's going to be software issues, there's just going to be things, and then they're going to end up kind of looking foolish for jumping on the bandwagon too early. And so they wait. Um, so that's just one, one example. Um, how would you kind of use this um, in a service industry? Um, I was just thinking, uh, say you have a cleaning service, right? How would you um, use balance, instrumentality, and expectancy? Um, so the question would be the question's the same. So you have a cleaning service, you're creating an ad or you're selling to a customer, you're giving your proposal. Just remember the three areas. One, can you do what you say? Are you over promising? Are you, over, are you promising so much that they're going to worry whether you can really do that? Or are you, uh, do you know exactly what you can deliver and your promises are right there at the high end of what you are very confident yourself and that confidence and vision and mission and will pour over to them where they believe you, that you can do what you say. Number two, um, what reward can they expect, right? Um, you've got a cleaning service. You say you can do what you um, say you can do, um, but there's a dozen other cleaning services they could choose. What would make you stand out? What would you be able to give them that somebody else doesn't? Does your uh, uh, staff wear booties where somebody else doesn't? Does your staff is your staff a, a very professional? Um, and they're not going to have to worry about the language around their kids at the house. Um, are you offering a discount that they can't get anywhere else? Or do you leave a little um, carton of cookies on the on the counter when you leave as a thank you? Whatever it is, what do they get? What's the instrumentality? What's in it for them beyond what other people promise um, for the same service? And then number three, will they be wowed? or embarrassed? Do they believe that you can clean? Do they believe they're getting a benefit out of it? But is there any, any chance that they're worried? Have they looked at your your reviews online and, and you're, you know, you're at two and a half, three, three and a half stars. There's a few ones and they're a little bit worried. Have, how are you, your customer service and everything, managing your online um, brand so that it doesn't um, stall your ability to sell to these people who are wondering if they're going to look foolish for hiring you. All right. Um, at the end of the day, they're wanting to know what story is your service going to give them when their friends walk in. So are their friends going to walk in and go, 
you used who? Oh, I can't believe you used it. You should have used my guy and you would have saved tons of money and got a better um, outcome. Or are you giving them the story that when their friends come in, their friends go, wow, this looks great. That stain out there. Haven't you tried to get that stain out many times? I have, but I got tried this new company and they got that stain out. Oh my gosh, that must have cost you an arm and a leg. Actually, no. They were running a special for first time um, customers and it only cost me this much. And their friends are like, wow, so you got better better service than I did and you paid almost half what I paid and you make them the hero you leave them a story so they've got balance instrumentality and expectancy so that's kind of how I see you would use this in in sales and marketing and then my previous uh, illustration how you'd use that with uh, um, just uh, engaging your team growing your team and getting your team bought into you as a leader and your company's mission and purpose so that becomes their mission and purpose anyway that's expectancy theory and i think this wraps up um, this week's series on on motivational psychology and the top motivational theories of the last hundred years. I hope that was interesting to you and that found something that um, I know I didn't give you everything you need to go on and 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 uh, you know build a whole system around. But hopefully th these terms will be in the back of your mind when you're when you're managing your team, when you're uh, creating your next marketing or, or, or sales project, and it'll give you s somewhere to launch off and go do some more research. Um, of course, you can always contact uh, Higher Vision uh, Coaching, Training, and Consulting, and we kind of help people work through this all the time, as any one of our consultants. Um, but anyway, um, we'll go on to something else uh, tomorrow, and until then, you have a great Friday, and I'll see you in the morning. This is Russell Harbaugh, and I hope you really enjoyed today's encouragement from Morning Momentum. If you did, I'd love for you to go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcast listening from and leave a positive review, subscribe so you don't miss any episodes, and share with any uh, friends or family or coworkers who might uh, benefit from the daily motivation, wisdoms, and, and nuggets of, of training that I'll be doing as I go forward in this. If uh, you ever need help with um, personal or professional development, team development, um, or anything to do with marketing or, or business systems from collections to to uh, invoicing, all the way up to strategy and vision and mission, um, board retreats, how to network properly, how to use lead groups, BNIs, uh, network at Chamber of Commerce, any of those kind of things and get the maximum benefit from those, please don't hesitate to go to timeforvision.net and click the button that says free consultation and one of our team members will get back with you and we'll just uh, figure out how we may be able to help and, and pour into you and help you with your business. Till next time, this is Russell Harbaugh, The Caffeinated Leader from thecaffeinatedleader.com. See you in the morning.